Welcome to Born to Sell Denver with Ryan Smith and Sean Modry. Our special guest today is Shallon Daniel. Welcome. Shallon, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Brian. Hi, Sean. Uh, I'm Shallon. I have been in real estate here at the office for a little over 10 years. Before that, I worked for Medtronic in um, sales, technical sales, and service sales. So a lot of that mindset of selling communication and building relationships has come from there. Um, and I've been with the office for a little over 10 years. Very cool. Okay. Was, was Metronic, was that B2B, business-to-business sales? Yeah, it was. And that's kind of how I started my career off. You know, the first two to three years, I think I had two to three clients coming from Medtronic. Mm-hmm. Very amazing company. Still have a lot of uh, friends there, and I still go there. And it's just very heartwarming company to be at. Very cool. So uh, we're going to talk about a couple things, different things today, but let's go over your production first. And uh, I think one of the things that you, you didn't share about, which uh, I think is important to you, is your family. You know, so you have a couple girls, and uh, you're very involved in their life and everything, and you still run an amazing real estate business. And I think that's really cool, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today, right? Mm-hmm. We oh, are. Okay. And so uh, two years ago, you were up around $12 million in volume. Last year, uh, with the challenging market, you stepped back a little bit to about $7 million. And this year, you're on track to have your best year ever with uh, almost $5 million closed through March. So, so what happened? What changed? Yeah. I mean, Brian, you're right. I do, have, um, I do have two girls. They're 11 and 9, and they're very active. We drive. I live in Broomfield. We drive to Arvada for soccer. We drive to the Tech Center. They're both in competitive Irish dancing. Um, one just started competitive softball, so they're very active. I do have two dogs, wonderful husband, and a bunny Oreo. So we stay very, very busy in the house. Um, for this year, you know, a lot of this, this year, it's just keeping your communication. I have many clients that, you know, just are waiting to the, for the perfect property. And I'm not pushy. I'm patient. And I just wait for the right deal if I don't think it's the right house, then I'll tell them that. So some of this this year has been, you know, just clients waning, and then it's a lot of social, you know, business and talking to people. I can get into my virtual assistant as well that I think has helped later on in the program. We can talk about her. Yep, we'll talk about that. But tell me a little bit more about the waiting thing. So are these people that... You know, they don't necessarily have to move, but they're like, if the perfect house becomes available, we'll move. Is that how that works? It is, you know, and I've already gotten pictures on a few houses, you know, when it's nice in summer and we just need to wait for the perfect house. I mean, with COVID and the market interest rates, a lot of these are retired, retired individuals and we just want the ranch and the main floor and the certain areas or 55 and up, some of these are not as easy to find in Colorado, especially up north where they're looking, um, Jefferson County, Ridge North area. So, and that's fine with me. You know, we have a good family, good husband, and just just be patient so, until it comes. So we were talking offline that the majority of your business today is luxury, um, higher price points, luxury clientele, that kind of thing. Um, so do you think that plays into a factor of the, the patience? Because... You know, I mean, I have people waiting too, but it's because there's nothing available to show them. (laughs) You know, and that's, it's, 
It's true. I do. I've done, you know, just this year, I have one listed at 7083 Indian Peaks in Boulder at 2.3, you know, just closed one at 1.6. However, I love working with first time home buyers and, you know, those that are looking for non-luxury. And I've had two or three of those this year that have just popped up. And, you know, we found, I have a couple clients that went in, you know, in the one was at 380, one was at 500. And man, that was in December before the market turned again in January, February. And we hit the right time. I mean, those properties now are selling for, you know, 20, mm-hmm. 30 over. They got incentives, they got closing costs. We got everything for these, these couple clients. And those were non luxury. And I really, it's very, it means a lot to work with them because they are, they've tried and tried and they saved their money to get their house. And um, we did well with them. And I do, the last couple ones have been luxury deals. Um, so I have a good range, but this year especially, it's more getting up in the luxury market too. So how do you stay connected to the people that are waiting? How do they, do you have them on a search? What do you use? Yeah, I mean, and these are, you know, some of these are my, you know, high school girlfriend's parents. And so I just, they're on a search. You just check in with them every day or every day, every month. I throw them a text. I you know, I drop off pumpkin pies at, uh, during Thanksgiving time or just little things. It's all you have to do is say hi um, a lot of times, but they're on searches. I'm just checking. So, so mostly, uh, I'll use the term lead generation, which I, I, I really think is overused because it's so general, right? It's mm-hmm. not very specific. So if you were to say the way that you generate your business, how would you, how would you quantify that? You know, and I'm going to get into the virtual assistant, I think, with generating business this year. Um, You know, this is probably one of my busiest years. And some of these clients have been a carryover from last year, you know, new builds. Or, you know, I had one that we just looked and looked for the right property until we found it. Um, But right now, the business is, and my virtual assistant is amazing through Cyberbacker. And I've been told to get one for 10 years. And to tell you the truth, my database wasn't ready. I didn't know command. I mean, I just, you know, was just, it's all, I just keep going. So anyway, she has gotten my database in order, my command in order. She does Twilio, sends out, I mean, we have a weekly newsletter. She does amazing at, um, she does, I mean, we do reverse prospecting, you know, we follow up with birthdays. When did you get the cyber backer or when did you get the, she came a year ago, a year ago. So I do think this is part of growing the business Yeah, a year ago, January. So that's what's sustaining your business this year. Mm -hmm. I think I'm more curious just for the listeners because so many people, I mean, Brian and I hear this all the time is I want to get into luxury. I want to get into luxury. And we have like four topics going at the same time right now. So let's pick one. Let's talk about luxury first. I shifted gear. I know you did. I totally did. I know. (laughs) <laughs> so, so the curiosity is, uh, you know, how did you get into luxury? You know, because we were talking offline. I mean, you didn't grow up in, you know, Cherry Creek or Manhattan. You know, you grew up in, you know, West Jefferson County. Went to what did you say, Greenwood? Or, Green Mountain. Uh, Green, yeah. Green Mountain High School. Yeah. So you know, so how did you get into luxury, and what recommendations would you have for an agent that wants to get into luxury? Or what type of agent should even get into luxury? You know, you just, you, 
go and meet people, you know, if you know the area, know people that are luxury, you know, you can do happy hours or different things like that. It's, it's interesting you say that because years ago, you know, when the market luxury, you know, five, six years ago was much lower priced. And I remember trying to get the luxury status and I'm like, but I closed three in the luxury, but that was three years ago. So, you know, and I just kept building, you know, a lot of those are turnover clients, you know, they're upgrading their houses. Um, some of this is neighborhood. I do, you know, just seeing people, I do the, our neighborhood garage sale. This is about the sixth year I do that. So that's been turnover. I guess getting started is just who you know and being in there and working well. You know, it's taking amazing pictures. Uh, we do. I've done drones. Um, you know, but, it's the, a, but does that attract a luxury client? You know, you just have. But my, I think marketing says a lot for the luxury world yeah. when it comes to attracting the clients. It's again just. Go meet him. Go talk to him. Figure out where the luxury clients are. So you have no idea, do you? You You just have this like aura about you that like wealthy people are like, hey... No, you just gotta, you got a just lot keep of, working. You know, you got I, a lot of bling. I think for newer <laughs> agents, just just keep working at it. I mean, you know, you can do wine events, or we have neighborhood events, or find the group of you know the luxury area and just build a relationship. Because that's what the thing Brian said offline was. Brian, why don't you say what you were saying? Well, I, what I said was a lot, a lot of people ask me how you get into the luxury market, and I said you know people who own expensive houses. Mm-hmm. You know, and the reality of it is, is like that's it. They're more likely to use a relationship. See, and I completely disagree. This is why I wanted to dig into this. Okay. Because in Boulder, you know, when I had my real estate brokerage in Boulder for many years, we were nobody, right? And we wanted to get into luxury, so we prospected into it. Okay. Well, so that that proves my point. You meet those people. Well, you got to meet them, yeah. Okay. So it, it comes down to meeting them. You either know them because they live in your neighborhood or you're friends with them or whatever, or you contact them. Right. But I would also probably make an argument, and maybe I'm wrong because you guys did this, that people who are higher-end clients probably don't do for sale by owner or they, you know, they, they have relationships that they trust or they, they trust somebody who has a relationship. So well, they definitely like, know agents. Everybody does. <laughs> like that, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think that was the question I was trying to dig with. So is, it sounds like for you, you're just running in those circles, living in those circles. You know, you got to start somewhere. And I do think Medtronic coming out of there, that was some higher end deals. I mean, it was an honor that my director at the time had asked me, you know, to do a buy and sell for him. And, you know, even with some agents that are starting, I know I was gone at one time and I was gone on a trip and I needed some help. So I had asked an agent that was newer to co-list a luxury property with me. Um, you know, and I think that had really grown her business mm-hmm. just by having her name on there. I mean, she was, you know, working with me, we were working together. She was watching the house for me, but that's something that I do think if there is an agent that'll be willing to do that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that puts your name on something that you know, that market. Do you believe that the luxury homeowner buyer or seller expects something different from their agent than a traditional, uh, than a traditional like a, or what do they expect? Or what do they expect? Yeah. yeah. I guess I do the same thing, whether it's a $300,000 luxury. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I do think, you know, they're going to, they know what they want. They know, so you can't show them houses that aren't in their 
portfolio. Yeah. I mean, they don't have time for that. Um, you know, just being detailed, thorough, follow up. So, do they expect more hand holding or are they more, you know, standoffish? Like, just tell us what the bottom line is. No, you know, the ones that I have done are, you know, it just all it depends on the deal. If you have a difficult or challenging transaction, of course, it's going to be constant follow up, you know, and communication relationships. Um, you know, but other ones just, you know, they just want the bottom line, the house sold and that house purchased and, you know, just get it done. Bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, is you do have to have like a standard for your marketing. Your marketing is really good. And so, you know, you have to have the look and you've talked, you mentioned drones, you know, maybe some other things that you might do. Uh, but you know, at the same time, people are doing more of that for lower price listings. Now it's almost like an expectation. Mm-hmm. that you're going to have things done. Um, is there anything else that you can think of that was like a a thing that the uh, higher-end people might expect you to do that maybe the lower-end people didn't expect you to do? Concierge services or, you know, arranging contractors or things like that. Do you ever do any of that stuff? Yeah. Showing up on time. Well, <laughs> and, you know, I guess I pride my businesses. I'll do that for every every client out there. But yeah, I mean, arranging contractors. You know, I guess one thing is I'm at every showing, especially for the high dollar luxury ones. There was, um, you got to show off the op- the drawers that don't open or there might be a closet that's underneath the cabinet that's unique or something in the kitchen. So just being there, showing that off, like you said, setting up contractors, you know, some of them don't want all the marketing and are a little bit more private and that's fine. So then you have to get a different avenue to attract, uh, you know, showings. And it's interesting on my one in Boulder that I have currently, I did call every reverse prospect, told them it was live, you know, told them all about it. And, you know, one of the agents was like, wow, that's really great. You know, not a lot of agents do that. So finding every avenue to market that property. I, I don't know if you remember, um, I think Brian and I interviewed a luxury agent um, many years ago. This is probably 12 years ago. I don't know if you remember. We were at a hotel in Cherry Creek, and we were interviewing him. And he had a – he was working with two markets. He was working in Denver and in L.A. And he had a $17 million listing in L.A. And I asked him, I said, how do you sell a $17 million listing? And he says – now, this is back when, you know, the median home price was about, you know, high threes, maybe low fours. And he says, you call other areas where there's $17 million listings. And he says, so I'm calling agents in France, in Italy, in Monaco, in Miami. And he says, because if somebody can afford one $17 million home, Mm -hmm. they can afford two. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Well, and and that's one thing, you know, coming from Boulder, I think there's some Californians that come and especially Mm -hmm. during COVID. So, you know, looking at the different markets Mm -hmm. in some of these different areas for the price point, you know, what, what clientele is coming from different States to that area. Yeah. Okay. So So to summarize luxury is about probably about relationships. It's also about um, really getting to know your clients and finding out what they want because maybe they don't want the, a certain type of marketing that you can do because they're more private. So really digging in with them and having a relationship with them about what's important. Do you say that's accurate? Uh-huh. Okay. I do. Now let's talk about your VA. Mm-hmm. So you hire this VA through Cyberbacker and uh, what does that cost? Yeah. So it's $1,300 a month. Um, 
And I mean, they're your, I look at it. I was able, I, let's see, there was five different ones. You go through the whole interview process and you know, the one I picked was, I think she's 23 younger. Um, and she, you know, that era is a lot of techie she's marketing and she did have some real estate on her background. Well, which was great, but you know, they're working for you. I feel like they could be your assistant for marketing, but you know, I have kids a lot of this, if I can do more on my business, then I need her to do other stuff for me as well. So she does, like I said, my, she helps with the newsletters. We do, we put together reverse prospecting together. She does my marketing flyers we go over with. There's a lot of ordering, you know, but other little stuff that just takes time for me is the Shutterfly books. I have had Shutterfly books that I've been wanting to do for five years so I gave her all the pictures, and she does brilliant. With I have just no idea what that is. What is picture books? Picture for books, all for like your, your kids. Oh, for your, your kids. kids, yeah. But it's even that, you know. I mean, and so my That'd girls be great are like, for a listing, right? Here's how the homes mm-hmm. I sold. That'd be good. Yeah, my girls are like you didn't do that. Madeline right. did that, you know. <laughs> so, and I have one from Mexico. We just went on, but I mean, that can take hours. Yeah. And she, she's, she's amazing, and it's even paying for the girls' pictures that were sitting on my desk for a month. You know, I just send it to her and. You know, I trust her dearly. She has my two credit cards, and she'll just get it done. Making airline reservations, you told me, was another thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she can do that. I mean, she every time I can't figure out a password, she'll have to help me get logged in. But she's she's been great, and so, I highly recommend that. So more like a personal assistant that has mm-hmm. some real estate experience. Yeah, and, you know, they don't. some of them don't have experience at all. I mean, you train them. You know, and, and she does my transactions. She does more, a lot of the transaction coordinator. I used to have one, but we worked together on that. And a couple other agents here was one thing. They're like, try and get her to do your, your transaction management. Learn command, learn how to get the file and get all the documents in there from going under contract to close. And that is a lot of time. So is 1300 a month, is that for 40 hours a week? Yeah. Yeah. That's I great. mean, you know, and I'm... You know, if we're both, if I'm on vacation, it's probably easier for her. And, you know, and I'm, I'm very flexible because it's just really nice to have someone. I can just text her. I remember back in the day, they're like, how come you're not putting any of this in command? I didn't have a database till I had her last year. Hmm. And that database and, you know, sending out my, my newsletters and every listing that goes out, everybody gets an email on it is huge. And that's part of growing your business. I mean, if I would have had my database years ago. Can but, you um, imagine I know, right? It's funny you bring that up because so when I got in real estate, um, there was a small group of us and we all advertised the same. We all worked with this first-time buyer program and we all advertised in the newspaper. And every week we played poker together. And we did this for years and years. And the compounding of having those conversations about what's working and what's different made our businesses just grow so fast. But about five years in, my business was about double theirs. And I remember having this conversation. They're like, how are you doing so well? How are you, you know double what we're at. And I started asking them about, you know, are you sending them something every month? Because I was religious because my managing broker, my first managing broker said, no matter what you do, you mail them something every single month. And so I was religious about that. And that was the biggest difference between their business and my business is I had just maintained staying in front of them, you know, and uh, it's, it's a huge impact. So before you got the VA, you you just said you didn't have a database, really. You had it's crazy. Oh no, you I mean you can talk to some of Justin or some of the guys here. I mean, I didn't. I had it in Excel, but you know, to put it together and Remember just, mail merge? Yeah. Remember oh, yeah. through Excel. So it's <laughs> I still <true>. use it. <laughs> yeah. 
But but yeah, she does. You know, I look and I and I meet other other Keller Williams agents that have cyber backers, and they're like, "Well, you don't know what to do." I haven't talked to her in like you know so much time, and I'll even talk to Madeline. She's like, "Yeah, so they never talk to their agent at all." I mean, I feel like she's and she is working for me, and I it's the. It's the thing that I just need to text her. Can you put this in command? Can you send this out? Like how I work is very, like if I think of something, yeah. I have to do it right then or I'll forget. Which um, is perfect for being Oh, yeah. Perfect. And I mean, she works off hours, you know, yeah. over there. It's nighttime right now. She's, I mean, it's, so she knows I'm always talking to her all day for little stuff. Oh, I didn't do this. Can you do this? Can you look into this for me? But She's in the Philippines, I'm mm-hmm, assuming? She is. Well, at what point does the does the Philippines just take over real estate in America? And we're just like, <laughs> well, you know, I, but this is important. We, we don't need right. to be worried about AI. We need to be worried about the Filipinos taking over real estate. Cause we taught them everything and they have our credit card. Well, she, you know, it's a trust factor too, but I do, I've met other agents. I don't know what to do with their cyber backers. Interesting. And it's true. I mean, you know, she's working for you, you know, you, you fill out what they're going to do, but you know, it's an agreement, you know, I can't get this done. And this year, I kind of did an incentive for her. Um, you know, every transaction that we close together, she gets a, a bonus as well. And I mean, this month, she's getting a, a bonus for the five transactions that we've closed so far in Q1. Q1 so. Awesome. So it's an incentive, but I highly recommend, you know, people have wanted me to do groups and teams and get an assistant. And you have to pick the right assistants. They're all always not as good. So she's great. So you hire her. What was the first thing she did for you? You know, we had to go through, and I think she, she's, well, we had to go through command, the database, you know, going through my emails and getting everybody into the database. That's, that's the first thing we worked on is my database. Okay. So, so she gets everybody in the database and then, then what happened? Um, you know, you have to train them. They can't just do it themselves. So you have to train them what you want, what you need help with. So, you know, we got set up on all of our passcodes, on our marketing, on, you know, on understanding, you know, I put her into CTM and learning some of the CTM work or getting on some training classes for just some real estate. I mean, she doesn't do real estate for me. I'm in charge, but she oversees what I do. So she has to understand the program. She has to understand the, um, you know, what we're doing. So that was the second thing. Well, and you know, it's funny that, uh, you know, Sean has this conspiracy theory that the Philippines are going to take over American real estate. But, you know, the reality is, is like a lot of people who hire assistants that are physically here, they're worried that they'll teach them everything and then they'll go and build their own business. Well, because it's happened many, many thousands of times. It has, yeah. right? So this actually... And it actually happened to Steve Perry of Journey. He got taken over by a VA from the Philippines that now runs... Is that not true? Is that I, not a true? I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know that? You know the band Journey, Yes, right? I know. So, yeah. so they split off. The lead singer, Steve Perry, left and tried to start his own career. Well, the band Journey wanted to continue. So this is right when YouTube came out. And there was a Filipino man who was doing karaoke. I've heard this And now, they yeah. saw the video on YouTube. And today, the lead singer of Journey, and he's amazing, by the way, the, the lead singer, Sounds better than C. Perry. Is a f- guy who grew up in the Philippines. I mean, talk about the American dream. 
He's this like, is totally not relevant. Someday to I want to lead a rock and roll band. And he goes, <laughs> hey, how's it not relevant? It's perfectly relevant because this is what's going to happen. No, I don't think that's going to happen. So I think your, your path is actually a good one because you have this person, you're training, you're helping them out. By the way, uh, I was talking to uh, Stephen Delisio, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. I, I asked him about you. I said, so does Shallon use command? And he kind of chuckled and he says, well, her assistant does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's you just and I can credit this to Pete Cook, who's in the office, who has a very good VA also, and he helped me like hire who to hire. But it's true, Steve's been great. We have stuff here, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just sitting down and learning it. And I want to be out there talking and moving. Yeah. And so, Steve, you know, when I can't, when I have a question and I have to take the kids somewhere, Steven's been great on the technology side to meet with Madeline. The two of us used to meet together. And we do Facebook ads together, although she actually is amazing at everything. Um, and I'm like, can you stay with that call and get Steven on board and ask him that question? And, you know, because she's with me, you know, it's kind of Steven helps her. So, yes. There was. There so, was, really. So, one second. So, really, Steven kind of trained your assistant. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing with Keller Williams. I mean, people need to understand they're working for you. Whatever you have them do, you're paying them. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, they have this pipeline with Keller Williams, what they're supposed to be doing with Cyberbacker. But, you know, our agreement is if I need other stuff done, that's going to get us more business on the long side. And if you can meet with Steven and figure out command and figure out why this isn't working or this isn't working, then that'll help. Well, I think it's fair to say that, you know, not all offices have a Steven, you know, Brian or somebody and I'll tell you Sean we didn't have him for a year I think he went to another position and I'm like okay we need him back and Uh, he's back but I do that is true and he is very beneficial so I was I was going to say as somebody in a previous podcast which convinced me to hire a a VA I have a VA right now but he's not real estate specialty VA Mm -hmm. Um, but they said you can also hire a coach that trains your VA and so Ah, uh, that's my plan because I am like you. Like I, I'm busy and don't want to spend a lot of time learning all that. Yeah, and is that through Maps? Is that what it's through, or what is it through? It's through, through Cyberbacker. Cyberbacker okay. Cyber oh. has some affiliation with a coach. I don't know if the coach is at Maps. I'm not. I, I wasn't sure. I haven't huh. done my research yet. But okay. that's that's in my to do this year. My budget and everything. Oh, so. You better do it. And oh, it's excited. great because they train them on our platforms and, you know, yeah. so they train them and then, you know, but I, you know, I do everything, you know, mm-hmm. she'll be like, can you look at this? Do you want me to send this out first? So I view everything before any real estate, anything goes out. But another thing that I was told is get her on the transaction side, make sure she can upload everything. She knows how to get a hold of the title reps. She can, mm. and we have a list of, you know, send out four inspectors when they want that, or here's four people for, we always try and send out four contractors to any buyer or seller that needs it. Do they, do they communicate directly with your client or? She has very good English. So yes, I let her, you know, make the calls when we need to, or she can call and ask a question, but yeah, I let her, you know, and I don't call her a cyber backer. I call her my assistant. That's that's what what I redid her email for is got her uh, an email that has Envision Denver Homes EDH behind it. And then she's kind of my assistant. Well, she is your assistant. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she's, she's great. She'll communicate. I, internally, and- we use the term VA or cyberbacker. Externally, outside of this room or our businesses, to our customers, they're our assistant, right? Mm-hmm. To the title company, it's our assistant. To 
you know, because otherwise they don't have the agency or the authority to get stuff done, right? It's like, oh, well, do you, well, you know, let me get approval on this, you know, so. Yeah, so by having this person, this has kind of led you to having probably your best year ever, would you say? You know, it's the best year ever, but it's more drop in anxiety and less stress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, That's when I was better. managing five or six transactions, there was a couple months, and I think 2018 was a very big year, I got the basement done and I didn't do much that year dealing, working with all the contractors, but, you know, doing multiple transactions a month. I mean, the stress, anxiety, the kids, getting them everywhere. So it's not as much as my best year ever is. It's really dropped the stress, the anxiety, knowing that she's there, that I can call her if I can't get a password or I can't figure something out. You know, she, she pretty much knows my kids and knows where I'm at. And so, yeah. That's awesome. So that leads you to having your best year ever and enjoying mm-hmm. it at a higher level. Actually. Yeah, and most of it is, I think, is a better overall mental and healthy way of life. And then last year and a half, just with the kids and the family and just just knowing that she's there to watch my watch what we're doing. I mean, it's just really relieved a lot of stress. Yeah, you know, one thing you said that we kind of just passed on was you just got back from Mexico. Mm-hmm. So you took a family vacation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of agents are afraid to do something like that, especially going to Mexico or someplace where you're maybe not as easily available. But that solves that problem, doesn't it? Yeah, and I, you know, and, it, and again, you know, it wasn't, we didn't have a lot going on at that time, you know, luckily. But if I needed something, she was there, you know, and she usually watches my emails for me. Hey, this came in. Did you see this? If the Twilio comes in, um, which is a way that you can send out messages. She's like, oh, did you, you know, did you see this? And it's just constant, you know, yeah. getting the communication. I miss the days of being able to go to Mexico and my phone not working, right? And Lake <laughs> Powell, like we used to go to Lake Powell because you couldn't, your phone didn't work. And yeah. now you'd be in the middle of a canyon, nobody around you and your phone rings. You know, it's the worst. <laughs> well, you know, Where the, can we go now? That's the... Yeah, and and things are different. I think there's different expectations. Back then, you had to wait until you didn't have any business, and you're like, let's go. Yeah. But it's hard to plan for that, right? So for, you said it was $1,400 a month. 1300 a oh, month. Oh, well, i got to redo my uh, math. It's 1300 a month, and... So that's uh, $15,600. Which, yeah. It's like basically one deal. Mm-hmm. One deal pays for this person for the entire year. Yeah, but you know, is what I have to say to people that don't know how to use their cyber act. I mean, they're working for you. If you have stuff that, like I'm using her for, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna overall make do better in your business. Yeah. Well, and and the other thing is the argument you could make is is that by having this person, you're going to do one more deal because before you didn't have really a database and you weren't communicating systematically to your database, sending stuff out, and she fixed that for you. Oh yeah. And so is that why your business is increasing this year? You know, and I think the social marketing aspect, she's done very well. I always have done social marketing, Mm. but the, you know, and I've gotten feedback from agents that the marketing is that we do at Inventions Never Homes between the two of us is amazing, you know, to get the listings out. Mm -hmm. So I... What, what, one of the things on the database thing, because I, I'm sure there's agents who are sitting here listening going, well, I would have to get my database together first. But I know on the intake form, through coaching other agents that have used VAs, on the intake form, there's an exercise to teach the VAs, okay, I have their name, their phone number, 
you know, and you're going to go get their address. You're going to go get all their birthdays and all this information. And they'll actually build out your database where you don't have to. So if if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, I've got to take all this time to get my database together, they'll actually do that. Sean, she did it all for me. It's so, I, it's so lovely. So this is, I mean, even our a buyer, all of our previous buyers, all of our previous listings, we have them yeah. on a drip. You know, the follow up, the emails when it was done. You know, yeah. the yeah. This should be mandatory, Brian. Like, <laughs> yeah, you have to have a VA. Well, I think everybody's afraid of you know, like the journey story, just everything being stolen from them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, the, you know, one of the things that Gary Keller talks about is when you're building a business, it starts out with, I do it, mm-hmm. and then it moves to, we do it, and then it goes to, you do it, okay? And so my question to you is, is where's your business going? What, you, what would you like to see happen moving forward with your business? And I think I've always said this. My, you know, my kids are still young. They're in a lot of activities. So right now, you know, I have a very solid business, solid communications clientele, you know, in the past, and now it's 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 amping, it's growing. As the kids get older, I'll have more time. You know, so people used to tell me here, Sean, just think what you could do if you had a database, if you had a VA. You know, that's happening this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, but this is the right time because the kids are getting older. They can stay on themselves. I remember back in the day walking around with my little red wagon back in the day, uh, delivering things, knocking on the doors with my little one, and we would hand out all the Halloween candy and bags. You know, that's how it used to be together. But they're older, and I can grow. And I think later when it's, I can see myself in the next 10 years, you know, being doubling this, you know, tripling this. Um, You know, I'm now in that luxury market, you know, getting into Boulder, the North. I grew up in Lakewood. So, you know, I know Colorado very well. Mm -hmm. I know the areas very well. I've done transactions from Monument to Longmont to Aurora, you know, you name it, up to Evergreen. So I think the future of growing, having a virtual assistant, having my database, you know, continuing in the luxury market is where, you know, you have to have that luxury market. You have to know that clientele, the relationships. So then in the future, you can grow your luxury market. Granted, I'll always love having the clients that are first-time home buyers mm-hmm. as well because I think having them, you know, they'll – continually buy and sell over the years. And that's, again, where your market, your business is going to grow. I I think that's a misnomer when people think about luxury is they Mm -hmm. think, oh, well, I'm going to alienate some people in the lower price points. And it does happen. You know, I've coached some very high-level luxury people, and there are times where they'll say, oh, I missed out on a sale of a a kid who was buying a $350,000 condo because they thought I only specialize in luxury. But I always remind people, like, you can go to Tiffany's, and you can buy a necklace for $400 or the, I think they even have stuff at $200. Not everything's 10000 20000 or $100,000. They service all price points. Right. And so there is a way to communicate that in your database. And uh, I think with agents, sometimes some agents fail to communicate that. You know, and I think in, so in the future, you know, having more luxury is key. But then again, you know, I, I hear that from customers and buyers and they're like, well, you only do that, that, Mm -hmm. that right there, you know, that luxury. And I'm like, no, you know? And so I want to keep that, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's important. And, uh, I've never told, I don't think I've ever told you this story, but, um, and agents put the restriction on themselves because sometimes it's ego, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and when I was, um, a, when I started building a team, um, for my own real estate business, 
I was in the office one day and I get this call from this person who says, can you help me? I want to buy like a condo. It was under a hundred thousand dollars in Aurora at the time. And I, you know, I had made a comment to one of my clients at one point where I said, I only work with five people at a time. Okay. And I had five at the time and I put that mindset in my head where I was like, I'm only going to work with five people. And actually it was, it was really positive because my database would call me and say, uh, do you have any room to work with this person? Mm. Okay. So I created kind of that standing in line effect, but I get this call and, and I, I felt like at the time I was too busy. So I said, I can't help you. I'm really sorry. And there was an agent there by the name of Steve King. And he turned to me and he goes, you know, I have to tell you this story. Um, I had got this call years ago from this lady and she wanted me to help her buy like a $50,000 condo and nobody would help her. And so, um, I said, you know what, I'm going to help this person, you know, and nobody else will help her. I feel sorry. So a couple of years later she calls and she says, Hey, do you remember me, Steve? And he said, yeah, of course I remember you. How are you? And, and she said, I'm great, but, uh, I need you to help my daughter buy a house. And he goes, great, you know, who's your daughter? And he, he, she says, well, it's this person. And my son-in-law plays third base for the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it was a $3 million house that he sold because mm-hmm. of that back in, you know, the late 90s. Okay. Actually, it was probably around, yeah, it was in the late 90s. And so he said, you never know who you're going to be dealing with. And then when you say no to somebody, you're eliminating the possibility of, of something happens. So I turn around and I call that person right back and said, I'll help you. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's important is every time I send out a multiple postcard, I have the luxury, a couple of the luxury deals and I have some of the, yeah. you know, lower end because I do think that's important. I want people to see that from me. Well, if you think about somebody like not to beat Tiffany's into the ground and, um, but I think they do a great job with their marketing and branding and by still being inclusive. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you go to Tiffany's and you get the little blue box, no matter what you spend, right. You get treated well, no, at least my experience has been, you get treated well, no matter what price point you're spending. And so it's more of an attitude and a service than, um, than it is a, a price point, right? Right. Right. So keep working whoever you're working, whoever is in your database, no matter what their situation and is. And give them the same service. That's right. Give them a high-level service. Right. Okay. You only have a couple minutes left. So is there, is there anything else that you want to tell us about your business that makes you successful? And I think we've gone over a lot of it. It's, you know, I do take pride in no matter who that customer is, the same exceptional service for every single person, the same follow-up, um, you know, going more into the luxury and even higher, you know, this is the recent one is a 2.3 uh, million and it's learning, you know, learning how to, what I need to do different there, you know, learning more, what's that clientele going to, going to want from me different from me. So you know, it's been very successful. It's been great here. And, um, yeah, continue to grow. And all your business, pretty much all your business is database. It's S- database. Sphere of influence. It's sphere referrals. of influence database, you know. Yes. But, you know, there's, I've had repeat clients. It's probably been four deals off a phone call from a listing, just keeping them on the phone and having that relationship. Some mm-hmm. open houses have been three or four people that I've gotten. And, you know, you I had other agents used to say, how do you do so well at open houses? And it's opening up and communicating with them. You know, mm-hmm. some of it's not signing a paper, 
you know, and I don't always do the Keller Williams things as I should by the book, but it's communication relationship. Yeah. A lot of people do the sign in sheets. That's what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, honestly, I never did them. I just locked the door as soon as they came in. <laughs> but my last one, you know, I think even on our Facebook ads, we don't have any of the emails, right? But, you know, instead of the sign-in, hey, if they're going to want to work with you, they'll stick around and talk to you. Yeah, that's right. And if so. you are educated and you know the area and you know uh, the business, then that's actually refreshing to people because there's a lot of people that don't. I, mm-hmm. I have to admit, I have never converted anybody from an open house. And it's oh. clearly because I'm too aggressive. <laughs> That's no, true. that's not true. No, no, it's 100% true. And I've done a lot of open houses. I've never converted anybody. Man, my open house is a, couple, a few years back. You know, it's a certain time. But, man, I would convert three or four from open houses, mm-hmm. you know, back in the time. I mean, they weren't luxury at the time. But, yeah. you know, another aha I have to take out of this, just in some things that have gone on in the neighborhood with listings, you know, and past clients, is you might not always get those clients back as much as you talk to them and build relationships. So, I guess my new aha in the last year is, you know, I am getting out there. I'm walking my dogs more. I'm going to meet people, just meeting them and talking to them. And, you know, we live in a very nice area and it's just getting to know, know them and their dogs and anything about Mm -hmm. them. So just any way you can be is, you know, when you do the bold, I always think of bold, you know, you need to meet a hundred people a day. You know, my aha is trying to meet at least five people and talk to them a day. Oh, that's good. So that's kind of what I started in the last month is. All right, I'm walking the dogs. So yeah, that's funny that that kind of started with um, I was at a meeting and Mike Mendoza, an agent out of Arizona, was there, and we were talking about production. And he like literally slams his hand on the table and he's like, you know what? If everybody would just talk to five freaking people a day about real estate, then everybody would be a top producer. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of where that came from. Well, my kids went to the dirt ditch. We have a dirt swing. I'll just say one more thing. Last summer, and I was just sitting there with them. You know, we never go out there. I never do that with them. They can go by themselves. But just sitting there, it was like three or three people in the neighborhood just came and talked to me. And then, you know, it was a listing and somebody Did had questions. The dirt ditch? It's a dirt swing over the this little ditch that we have up in Broomfield. But I just sat there one time and it was like three people that were like, oh, hey, I have a question, you know, that came to me. You and just so went from just, luxury to hillbilly. Well, it's just, life. you know, but anything, you don't have to be, you know, and, you know, and I think a lot of those clients are still in the 900 to million dollar price point yeah. in that neighborhood, but it's just sitting out there. It's just talking to people, you know, you don't have to door knock. I've never been good at door knocking or for sale by owners. It's just talking to people and they'll like you. Yeah. Well, I mean, There's honestly, a lot of agents. if you just add one person a day to your database, that's mm-hmm. 365 people a year. Mm-hmm. You know, and we talked on this podcast several times, it's come up, you know, your database is worth $1,000 per person per year. Mm-hmm. And so you want to give yourself a $300,000 raise? Just meet one person add them, uh, to your database every day. And how I know it's working is I have a lot of people just asking more questions in the last year with our database. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you have someone for this? Or can you help me with this? And I have somebody that has cemetery lots at Crown Hill for sale. And they contacted me to see who I can help mm-hmm. to do that, you know, but either it doesn't matter you what it is. literally sell dirt. Well, it doesn't matter, but it's just, they think of you first. Yeah, They're great. thinking of you first, no matter what the situation is, how can you help me, you know, yeah. and this was a prior client, but, and I think that is a very positive way that the database is working. You have got to put that on your first. social media, like for sale, like a, with a headstone. Well, I have her name. Sale, little for sale sign in front. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's just unique stuff like that. That's great. So, and I know it's working because every day we have 
questions on who can you, how can you help me? Yeah, I love it. Well, Shallon, thanks for coming on. So if somebody wants to get in contact with you to learn more about what you do or your team, how can they get, in a, get a hold of you? Yeah, so the website, it's Envisioned Ever Homes through Keller Williams. My phone number is 720-256-3141. Um, but yeah, you can feel free to call me or contact me. But um, yeah, awesome. it's been very great. Thank well, you for having me. What a great me. story. And uh, I'm excited to see what you can do this year. Have your best year ever. Yep. All right. Thanks, John, for well, thanks everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Uh-huh.